y'all, and welcome to Benevolence, where kindness matters and all are welcome to the table. I'm your host, Ceci Diaz. And first and foremost, I want to thank each and every one of you for supporting me on this Benevolence podcast. I pray that as you tune in every week, you are empowered, blessed, and encouraged to be the best version of yourself. You are tuning into episode four, The Letdown, How to Protect Your Heart from Disappointments and Insecurities. On this episode of Benevolence, I will discuss my experiences on handling disappointments and overcoming insecurities. To be honest, I've gone through so much of this throughout my life, I can literally write a book. Disappointments are inevitable, but there are ways that you can go through certain seasons of disappointments without it tearing you up from the inside out. You know, because of disappointments, it's really hard for me to see the good in people. And honestly, it doesn't come naturally. I tend to be a bit reserved when you first get to know me, and then after a little bit of observation, I'll begin to lighten up. It's hard for me to even be saying this because I don't want you guys to get the wrong impression of me, but honestly, I've been hurt and disappointed by so many people that I'm always kind of like on defense, and it'll usually take a little bit longer for me to trust and open up to someone, and I'm just being real because that's just how it has to be. Um... But I have a lot to work on. And honestly, I have to work hard at being approachable and pleasant sometimes, you know. Disappointments, they hit too close to home. But here's something to remember. There are so many people in the Bible who were disappointed one way or another. Moses was the main guy who faced repeated disappointment. He was rescued from death in infancy, was adopted by the princess of Egypt, Throughout the years, he was taught that the Israelites were God's people and they were his people. As he got older, he struggled with double identity issues. He saw Hebrew slaves struggling under bondage and his adopted family living in royalty. As he became an adult, he longed for his people to be delivered and he used his influence to try and change the situation. But he was rejected. In fact, he had to flee for his life because he killed somebody. And he lived in the desert for many years. Moses had many reasons to be disappointed. He was disappointed in people. He truly thought that his people, the Hebrew people, would understand what he wanted to do for them. And he was disappointed in his circumstances. After years living in royalty, he never thought that he would spend the rest of his life in the desert. Later on in his life, he experienced the ultimate disappointment when God forbade him to enter the promised land. You know, we also become frustrated for the same reasons. When we set our hearts on people or circumstances, we are usually disappointed. And God wants us to set our hearts only on him. Everyone goes through different types of disappointments. Yours are as real and crushing and painful to you as mine are to me. And it's especially tough to believe that Jesus is with us through these tough or challenging seasons. The enemy will try everything in his power to make you think that you will never get out of your situation. But even though you don't feel like it, Jesus is with you. Jesus is carrying you through it. So with that being said, here are some words of encouragement in regards to disappointments and insecurities. Remember one thing. People are imperfect and they will fail you. One thing that I struggled unto this very day is dealing with constant disappointments from people who would least they who, who you would least expect. If you didn't know, I'm a pastor's kid and I grew up in the church all my life. 
My parents did the best that they could to protect me from hearing about church politics and positions and the church folk and everything that dealt with um, how to run a church and all the back, you know, things that happened in the background. Um, They did the best that they could to protect me. But then I became an adult, which is okay. And um, I began to go through some tough ministerial like experiences on my own. And believe it or not, my world came crashing down. Um, I didn't understand how people could be so harsh, how people could be so mean and hurtful. And I would question God through these hard seasons because I didn't understand how people could hurt others and still be used by God. I remember going to my dad one time and he mentioned, I don't do what I do for people. I do, I do it for God. People are going to fail you every time. And that stuck with me. I had to come to a realization that people, even believers, are imperfect. People who didn't come to your aid like you wish you had are imperfect. It doesn't mean that church sucks or that God doesn't care. They are people and people will fall short. It's important not to allow bitterness and resentment to lay upon your heart. Give them to God and he will give you the strength to move on. And another thing, he will always work in your favor. I've seen some crazy things work on my behalf because I was able to give my heartache to God. Another thing to remember is that your identity is found in Christ, not on what others say or think about you. This is a big one. And it also ties a lot with insecurities because I've recently dealt with a situation in which I was rejected, not once, not twice, but three times. And let me tell you that it hurt. It hurt me to the core. And then on top of that, I allowed insecurity get in the way and I assumed that it was because they didn't like me or they just didn't think I looked the part or I was qualified enough. And the crazy thing is that because of rejection, it turned into disappointment, which led into insecurity. So it's kind of crazy how like it all falls in and it just leads one thing leads from another. So rejection was rejected. It led into disappointment in people. And then it fell into insecurities. So it was, it was a pretty crazy situation, you know, and I allowed myself, like I said, to go into negative thoughts. It took a toll on my peace and I had no peace. And then I started thinking the following things. I'm like, I'm a 31 year old woman. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. And I'm worrying about what others thought about me. Like, I'm smart, you know, I'm educated. I feel like I have so much to offer. And these things, they, these were things that I didn't think about at the time. So instead of thinking of who I am and what I have, like what I have accomplished and what I have to offer, I started to think negatively about everything. And it started to disrupt my relationships around me, my friendships. I started to reject people that were close to me as well. And it also disrupted my relationship with God. And at that very moment, I had to come to terms that my identity is found in God and God alone. People do not define who I am and my past does not define who I am. My faults do not define who I am, you know, because I am who God says I am. You know, rejection is hard and no one said it would be easy. But God does not reject us. If someone is not able to see how great you are or what you have to offer, that's their problem. When things don't work out, take it as a blessing. 
the greatest antidote or anecdote, I'm not sure, antidote, I think that's how you say it. The greatest antidote to disappointment is Thanksgiving. Be thankful to God for the situation. Thank God that it didn't work out. You know, take it as a blessing. Be thankful to God for what he has done for you so far. Be thankful for what God has protected you from. Be thankful because up to this day you lack nothing. Be thankful because regardless, he has a plan for you. And that's the third thing that I want you guys to remember is believe in God's plan. Regardless of how we feel, we need to rest assured that God always has a plan for us. He's the way maker. He's the miracle worker, (laughs) miracle worker and the promise keeper. And for those of you that know that song, Waymaker, it's like amazing. Um, He is God and he can do anything beyond our circumstances. Isaiah 55, 8 through 9, it says this. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Maybe you had a plan and it didn't turn out the way you wanted. Maybe you are disappointed by your friends, your family, your parents. Maybe you're disappointed in yourself. In regard to me, like, there's a lot of plans. I had a lot of plans. I still do have my plans. You know, you have dreams and you have things that you want to accomplish in your life, especially with school. You know, I had a lot of dreams um, in regard to ministry. And I'll be honest to say it didn't work out. It didn't work out. And it was hard to believe that God had a plan. It was hard because it, because it didn't turn out the way that I wanted it to turn out. And something that I remember um, a preacher saying was that God is big on plans, but he's not big on details. So he has a plan, but he's not big on details. And that's where we kind of fall short because we want the details. We want to know. God, what is it that I'm going to do next? You know, what what am I going to do after I graduate? What am I going to do after high school? What am I going to do after, you know, I get my bachelor's or my master's? You know, what church am I going to go to? You know, uh, who am I going to marry? Like all of those questions and all of those things, you know, or where do you want me in ministry? Or, you know, even life things, you know, what kind of job do you want me to get? You know, I... I've, this has happened to me a lot. How many times have I changed my major? You know, you start a major and then you realize, okay, this is not working out. So you change your major. I've changed my major so many times and it all fell back to teaching, which is what I had originally wanted to do. So it's like, God is big on plans, but leave him because he has a plan, but he's not big on details. He's not going to tell you like the steps on how to get there, you know, because he wants you to completely like rely on him and that's where faith comes into play so you know you're you might even be disappointed in yourself you may ask yourself how can god use me when i feel inadequate and that that's also something that i struggle with too inadequacy you know because of the rejection that i that i went through in the past i felt that i was inadequate i did i felt like i wasn't equipped to do certain things i felt you know, I'm like, man, how can you use, 
you know, this other people, you know, I feel like, you know, I've done everything, you know, I've, I've equipped myself, you know, but I'll be honest to say, I don't know. I'm in a, I'm in a time of uncertainty right now, you know, and it's okay because I am completely leaning in on God in regard to the future. So I know that although I may feel inadequate, God, I'm not inadequate. Like God has a plan for me. Um, you know, maybe your hopes and expectations were defeated and that, that goes into a plan or something that did, it didn't turn out the way you wanted, you know, rest assured that regardless of what has happened or what you did, God's plans are higher than our plans through your disappointment. Realize that sometimes we go through these seasons to strengthen our faith in God so be still, have peace, and believe that God's plan is perfect. Now, in regard to insecurities, I've dealt with this, I think I've dealt with this all my life. And at times I still deal with other types of insecurities. So, you know, I'm a mother, so I deal with the insecurities around other mothers. And I don't really have a lot of mom friends, um, but with social media and you see like the perfect, the perfect, um, the perfect wives that stay at home and they give their entire lives and dedicate it to their children. And you see all these things happening or what you can do better, you know, and that can draw an insecurity. And that has, that has drawn an insecurity with me. And then also like the perfect wife. Cause all of a sudden, like you see, you know, everybody doing bigger and better things and you're still like struggling with your man or you're still struggling with your wife and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, there's insecurities among mothers and among wives and husbands and things like that. And, you know, I can remember that when I was single, I dealt with the insecurity of not being pretty enough, slim, and not having the trendiest clothing. That was like a big thing. Um, You know, I've always been kind of like thicker um, since high school I felt that I, because I was like a little thicker or whatnot, like I was not part of the in crowd at school and I just wanted to feel appreciated. I just wanted to feel wanted. And I remember I cried many nights in my bedroom and crying out to God and like, why, why did you make me this way? Like, why didn't you make me skinnier? Why didn't you make me prettier? Um, I said, you know, I said so many bad things. I was like, why? And I remember crying out to God and I was just so unhappy with like who I am and not being part of something. You know, I was just, I just wanted to be part of something. And I wanted to be part of a specific group of people and it just wasn't happening. And then believe it or not, as I'm thinking about it right now, you know, God protected me. God protected me from that crowd in high school because that was not, they were not Christians. And I I wanted to be part of that. I tried, you know, to be friends with them, but it just never worked out. It just never worked out. And I can, I can just see now how the hands of God was with me all through those years, you know, but deep inside, emotionally, I dealt with insecurity. You know, I felt rejected. I felt disapproved. And even to this day, sometimes I feel like a chronic sense of inferiority, like, um, in a sense, like where I feel like if someone's like higher than me or more intellectual than me or whatever, I always tend to like feel so like inferior around them and, you know, I'm working on it. And so it comes and goes. And unfortunately this continued until I met my husband. 
But I'll be honest to say that it wasn't an ongoing thing. It literally came in seasons. And now that I look back at those moments, those moments that I felt so insecure were the moments that I was so far from God. You know, we need to understand that as Christians, the closer we are to God, the more complete we are in him. Insecurity is a form of fear and fear does not come from God. God has specifically designed insecurity as a warning sign that we are vulnerable to some kind of danger. So when we come across that warning, we need to find the right protection. So like I said, when we were, when I was feeling insecure in high school and I wanted to be part of that crowd, you know, I'm feeling, feeling insecure and I was not seeing that there was danger. There was danger being part of that crowd. There was danger being in that mix, you know, and God was protecting me. And that protection was with him, you know. So when we feel insecure about something, we need to understand that it's telling us something about our God. So, and when I say God, I'm not talking about the capital G. I'm talking about the lowercase g. What is it that we are putting before God that is making us insecure? Is it condemnation? Is it failure, inadequacy, rejection, disappointments, fear, doubt? Sometimes people, plans, situations, the future. You know, these things are not from God. So if we feel this way, who are we listening to? What lies are we filling our minds with? The enemy wants us to feel insecure over the meaning and purpose of our lives, where we're going and how we'll get there. Here are some things in regards to insecurity that I want you to remember. That if you're insecure by your looks, and I'm preaching to the choir people, I'm, I'm preaching to myself too. You know, you compare yourself to everyone. Um, you compare yourself to through people, through social media, remember that you are beautifully and wonderfully made by God. And he makes no mistakes and your value is not found in man and in God. Like, But it's found in God. It's not found in man. It's found in God. You know, just, just I don't know. I, I remember, and I still do, I always ask God, I'm like, let me see myself the way that you see me. Because, you know, you look at yourself in the mirror every morning. You look at yourself in the mirror every night. And you're like, oh, oh, oh. But, you know, I'm like, God, this is what I am right now. You know, I'm I'm trying to, um, you know, just fix the temple. And I am because we're starting a new lifestyle. And if you haven't heard last um, week's episode, I we talked about um, health and exercise. So my husband and I were starting to change our eating habits and things like that because we want to, you know, we want to protect this temple. We want to you know, it's the temple of God and we want to just make it right and want to feel right. So one thing to, to always do is to ask God, God, let me see myself the way that you see me. And I promise you, eventually you're going to be able to see and you're going to be able to just accept, you know, the way you look and just, you know, just take pride in that you are beautifully and wonderfully made regardless um, of what the media says, of what, you know, society says. You are beautiful. And even to my guys out there, you're beautiful, man. So remember that. If you are insecure about material things, maybe you feel that others may have it all together and that all, and uh, others may have more than you. And that's like another thing. But um, the Bible says in 1 Timothy 6, 17, it says, teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. So from that verse, 
The last thing, it says, trust in God who gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Yeah, okay, we're not rich. Okay, we looks, you know, our life is not have it all together, but just keep in mind that the people that you are comparing yourself to, they don't have it all together either. So trust and lean on God and he will give you everything you need to enjoy life. You know, if you're insecure about the future, who you're going to marry, what job or career you're going to study, how are you going to attain the calling that God has for you? You know, the word of God says in Matthew 6, 31, 34, it says, therefore, do not be anxious about anything. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. If you doubt God's provision, you are delaying his plan. So put your trust in him because regardless of the uncertainty, God's got your back. You know, in regard to disappointments and insecurities, no one said it would be easy, but it's possible to get through it. And the only way to get through it is by leaning, leaning in on God, believing he has a plan, you know, knowing that regardless of the circumstances, he has a plan for you. You remember that your identity is found in Christ, not on what others say or think about you. And People are imperfect and they're going to fail you every time. Insecurity is our failure to trust God. When we are insecure, we are placing our confidence and our hope in something else other than Christ. So place your trust in the one that will never fail you. Place your confidence, your doubt, your insecurity, your disappointments and your failures in Christ and he will sustain you. He will reveal your value. When you are insecure... Just remember this, when you are secure and complete in him, nothing or no one will be able to steal your joy. And just know that we're all human. Everybody struggles with these types of things. No one has it all together. And I will always be here for you, praying for you guys so that you can just live the best life and be empowered, encouraged and in Jesus Christ. So I love you guys. And thank you all for tuning into Benevolence, where kindness matters and all are welcome to the table. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Benevolence Podcast, where I am Ceci Diaz to know a little bit more about me and Benevolence. Benevolence Podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, and the Stitcher app. And finally, if there is a topic that you would like to discuss in the future, please do not hesitate to email me at benevolencepodcast at gmail.com with requests, petitions, or comments. I want to hear from you. And stay tuned for next Monday's episode of Benevolence. You don't want to miss it. Bye!